everyone show your teacup to everyone oh yeah if you're <laughs> shout out <laughs> yeah if you're listening um drinking tea <laughs> it is just tea we yeah. swear yeah even though this is a midday race so after a bar <laughs> but yes okay welcome back <laughs> friends hello friends um another episode of get checkered get checkered is part of the alberta podcast network locally grown and community supported and if you're listening for the first time it's caitlin and shanika yep 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 yeah <laughs> we are coming at you after the american gp yes um shanika and i actually like so much fun we watched this race at a bar in downtown calgary yeah so caitlin and i have had this idea for a while even when we just had 10 people listening to us, <laughs> which has grown, like, I would say over seven times now. So, so honestly, thank you, thank everyone. you everyone. Yes. Um, but we were able to book out a space at a local pub. Uh, we should actually give them a shout out because they were so wonderful. Hudson's downtown in Calgary. Love so it. So great. I feel like we haven't been there. I mean, even with COVID, I feel like we haven't been there in a very long time. No, and honestly, like my 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 memories from Hudson Downtown are from university days. So that's don't, my memories too. They're not yeah, very they're not the best. Yeah, <laughs> but they were yeah. so wonderful. Accommodated us, gave us a back room, and of course, mm-hmm. something we should mention here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, you can go to restaurants as long as they're participating in the essentially a vaccine passport so everyone that gets in there has to show their vaccine documents so it's like fairly safe so mm-hmm. we're so excited we think we're going to be back in two weeks hopefully yeah we're going to contact them it's a it's a really good space the back room is like they yeah. say if it's up to 65 people mm-hmm. so it's like covid spacing friendly regardless you don't have to be up close in everyone's space yeah um so yeah no it's it great good. we had about 18 people yeah <laughs> and like so they have video and because it's like football Sundays yeah a lot of places will only show video but the audio is reserved for football football the sole audio system is for football but this place actually like it's a separate audio system for the back room so we have full sound exactly so if you are a Formula One fan and you're in Calgary and you're totally comfortable watching in person the next race which is May no I've said May I said May it's not May yeah (laughs) November 12th Seventh, seventh. Um, is it the seventh? It's the seventh, and then the next one's the fourteenth. I thought it was the twelfth. It's the seventh, you guys. Okay. Ten out of ten. Look this up. Okay, seventh. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let us know because it's great for a small business that's also gone through all just a hard time with COVID. Um, but we also want to show these businesses that there are Formula One fans in Calgary, mm-hmm. and that yes, football Sunday is exciting, but that they should maybe make some space. There's other stuff one. too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, honestly, like we have a story up on our Instagram today, Sunday, um, (laughs) you can see the space. It's really cool. Um, so just, yeah, hopefully you guys, if you're listening and you'd like to join, feel free. It would be great to see you next time. And we also made friends with some random. We did. They showed up (laughs) to the bar, shout out, um, Alex and your two friends just showing up to the bar, (laughs) just not even knowing that we had the space reserved for F1. Yeah. And you came along and you were awesome. So. Yeah. And huge Alpine fans. And that's like not the fan base that we had with yeah, our so friends. It was so cool. it's great. <laughs> All right. So with that, okay, off. yes. Weekly updates. What are we going to start off with, Caitlin? So um leading up to this American GP, there was lots going on, especially on social media. Yeah. It was um, a busy week. Seems like the biggest team that gets really like excited about <laughs> this 
like Haas, yes, Haas is the American team, but I mean, McLaren, <laughs> McLaren got really into it. It seems like everyone in McLaren got really into it. Yeah, specifically Daniel Ricardo with the worst mustache and beard combo I've ever just seen. Just fully became a Texan. And no. I don't know if it was just- I can't do it. Inspired from like Talladega Nights, like the Will Ferrell movie or something, but he looked like he could have been in the movie. Oh, yeah, it, it was just like if you're watching the YouTube, you guys should watch YouTube, it's like a mustache like this, and just like it doesn't come together in the middle. <laughs> but then also, like along his jawline, so yeah, Johnny Ricardo, <laughs> yeah, he's doing the uttermost. Um, yeah, he was having a great time. He typically does love the American race and he loves Texas, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, good on you, Danny Rick. Um, So also on the train of Danny Rick, a story that happened this week was, um, so Zach Brown, so CEO of McLaren, he's also American, by the way, you guys. um, He currently owns the um, real life version. I say real life version because he also owns the replica model that he gave to Danny Rick. But he owns the real life version of Dale Earnhardt's number three car in his personal heritage collection. So um, him and Danny Rick made a podium deal over twitter classic <laughs> over as, twitter. as what you as what as you do yep so if danny rick was able to finish third or better during his first season with the mclaren team um he would get to test out that car pretty much so of course we know monta happened yep. he gets better than third um so danny rick got to test out this 1984 chevrolet monte carlo nascar um Holy. and he it, looked really happy oh he was stoked yeah <laughs> so i guess growing up ricardo was a massive earnhardt fan he also drives the number three car in f1 partly because of this fan who to quote unquote the intimidator oh that's cute it is so <laughs> um so more for dale earnhardt senior he has a well, Danny Rick has a special black and silver helmet for this race with Dale Sr.'s number three and Ricardo's nicknames, a honey badger in the style of the NASCAR legends, the intimidator persona. I didn't so. even realize this. Me neither. So. so that was facts, but very cool. So just like living his dream, like Truly. a kid in a candy store. <laughs> and I guess like Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s son, Jr., um, commented how cool it was that like Danny Rick got to do that. And Danny Rick was told about like the junior said yeah. that and he's like i'm speechless like that That's... it gives me goosebumps is what he said oh it's very cute it was just such a big deal for him yeah the other thing that we saw floating around instagram and twitter and everywhere uh is that our boy zach brown got a tattoo you got a tattoo a tattoo of the monza track to highlight the first one two for this duo mm-hmm. and i think maybe for him actually as ceo I, right that's what we're trying to figure out is that his first tattoo ever first tattoo ever is that his first one two at mclaren i think so i think so yep. too so so he got the date on top of the track so it might become patchwork depending on how well that team does in the team. i know could he end up with a <laughs> <The> sleeve <laughs> <laughs> similar to like ed sheeran's one right because doesn't ed sheeran get tatted every city he goes to oh i didn't know that yeah That's so cool. one of his arms is just covered and the other one is i like that this is not which is okay very cool okay so moving on to mercedes this past week <laughs> like just kind of like a lot of okay <laughs> what's happening it's just a lot of internet stuff they posted and the reason why we're mentioning this is because i don't know caitlin and i are old and we just don't understand but there was a meme of valtteri in black and white it, no it was like the inverted filter inverted yeah. colors filter um and it's like evil valtteri like what did he say we should have remembered but it's the evil valtteri meme 
And we're like, evil Valtry be like, to whom it may concern, I love you. And I'm just, well, okay. It's it's just so, it's odd because it's like, <laughs> Valtry, I guess, after one of his races, he was like, to whom it may concern, fuck you. Okay. So Valtry, as Valtry said that. So it's like, <laughs> evil Valtry is supposed to be the alter ego. And so instead of you, they're saying, I love you. Is that it? I don't know. It's a weird meme. And we're trying to look it up on Instagram and like this other like version other versions of the meme and i'm like i still don't get it we don't get it so we did put it on our stories and more people just like laughed at it instead of like when i was like are we old can someone tell us what this is no one told us so (laughs) if you're not if you do know these things please follow us on instagram at get checkered because um it would make it easier help us us understand the memes when there's memes he also and this is something i'm actually gonna miss but i don't know if it's because he's knows where he's going next year so he's just more comfortable and happy but he has been just works so much with the social team at mclaren not mclaren mercedes which i think is so important because i work in marketing and if you don't have the people that are you know that you need to market giving you the time of day it's just such a nightmare but he was revealed via tiktok that he is in fact the social media admin so if you If you are loving the tweets or the TikToks, it's actually Valtteri that's behind it all. Good boy, Valtteri. We knew he was behind some of the TikToks for sure. And it's like kind of, it's fun to see him on TikTok, right? But I just thought it was like such a funny thing because everyone always like wants to know who the social media admin is and- The admin has, the admin of Mercedes. Everyone's always been like, ooh, killing it. Mm -hmm. So it's been secretly him and probably some other people. Oh no, right? I think it's 100% a joke. A like I don't think it's him It's a team. He's, he's some of it. <laughs> he is some of it. He's like, there for the content. Yeah. And if you do follow uh, Mercedes AMG on TikTok is where you can see just so much more about where you just having fun and like not taking it too seriously and supporting the social team, which I say is maybe, like so hard. Maybe it'll be good for him to go to Alpha and bring up Alpha's social Marketing media. Marketing too. That's actually yeah. a good point. Right? Because maybe he understands the value of it right now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other meme that was tied to him was tied to Lewis. <laughs> Which I didn't fully understand. Shanika had to explain this one to me. But if you were watching the interviews before the race, Charles was situated, ready to be interviewed, and Lewis just wasn't there. <laughs> and then you see him kind of like jog in, and he was like, no, like I, I, I got locked in my room. Like I couldn't get out. And he's like, I'm dead serious. And then of course, Mercedes thinking so quickly on their feet or whoever the social media or content team is, they, I don't know if they had this photo in the bank where they made Valtteri pose for it, but there was a photo of him like at a door, like pretend, you know, with a doorknob. Yeah, pretending <laughs> like, to like <laughs> be the reason why Lewis couldn't yes. get out. It's pretty genius, actually. I loved it. It's but funny. it just made me miss him more. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, we'll see what George you can produce. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, I don't know. He has a like, high bar to live up to, though. Right? It's just that he's not taking, like, Valtteri's not taking himself seriously, which you like. Yeah, social media is obviously tied to branding and stuff, but it's nice to see a driver be like, yeah, social media team, what do you need? I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try this TikTok thing. Yeah, I'll take it. So the next headline didn't really come to fruition, which was kind of frustrating. Yeah, I don't know why, like, it was just like a few one-off headlines about Andretti Autosport looking to buy into, who was it? Mm, It was Alfa Romeo. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, oh, this could be big, big news. And then it's like nothing happened. Yeah, so we there were so many headlines, and it was all over Twitter, and there were everyone journalists picking it up, saying like he is going to announce it. Your 
he's gonna announce it this weekend of course because it's in america and mm, you know yeah andretti whatever and it just never happened and i feel like we're still gonna be waiting for this forever i wonder it's probably like contract negotiations behind the scenes mm-hmm. that are taking longer than people anticipated and it's like maybe your schedule should have had a bit more leeway in it i don't know yeah and but i do think that if andretti ends up buying into the team in whatever way like significantly or maybe smaller size I don't know even if it's just like a bunch of shares I think that actually Valtteri going there is really smart because there's gonna be like an influx of cash from a team that's Mm, already has experience in motorsport but the the team will have the engine produced and they can't change it for a number of years so who knows? But I think it would be good just to go to a team that potentially has more resources mm, yep. available to them. So the next one was a bit of a, I don't know, it kind of like sparked some people on Twitter. Well, yeah, I found it like kind of interesting, but I get why. Yeah. So Max announced that he is not in Drive to Survive. Like he doesn't want to be part of the upcoming season, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting that we find this out now when there's like five braces left right and they've obviously been filming for next season already so have they done the red bull one maybe maybe they haven't done the red bull one yet maybe because we know they do different teams yeah every weekend Uh so that's i don't know but um pretty much like i and a lot of people are also agreeing that they get why he doesn't want to be on it because he's been kind of painted in a villain yeah um outfit from judges which yes true maybe that has influenced us a little bit too yeah, but because we've seen him be really like childish and standoffish and just not someone we could throw our support behind. But yeah. that was from Drive to Survive yeah. showing the first few seasons. Like this season, yeah, he hasn't been as bad for sure. And Christians made sure fans know that he's grown up. And yes, okay, he has, but like he still has a pretty standoffish demeanor, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I like, I think I, I totally get it. I, I would say. It's definitely just challenging though, because Max is going to get talked about regardless because Mm -hmm. of where he is in the standings with Lewis. So I think what I would have done if I were him was just sit down with the Netflix team and negotiate and say that you want more control over the final cut or at least more of a heads up or something. Um, Because likely the teams, meaning like his media team and stuff like that did get final cut of the show and Maybe just didn't like what they said, but it was like too far along. So that's what I would have done because he's going to be talked about regardless. Like he's, you know, the driver that he is, mm-hmm. he's in the leading right now, mm-hmm. the championship. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's all over the place. I also think that Netflix has been so monumental in getting newer fans to Formula One. Mm-hmm. There was some, some, some conversation on Twitter that everyone's like, yeah, but the new fans are toxic. They're always wanting like a Lewis versus Max thing. And I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. And maybe it is because of the edit that he was given. But I, I think that anyone coming to the sport and now watching the sport, you can kind of see where these narratives are getting built. So I actually think it's a good thing that maybe these driver, these fans are coming in through Netflix. But then if they're watching the actual season, they can see where the tension points are and maybe mm-hmm. where Netflix is embellishing come next year. Well, and um, we were also thinking and... Um, shout out to one of our listeners for recommending this but like we could watch past races for our non-race weekends Um, so like maybe some of these monumental ones like I really want to see that Baku one with 
Danny and Max crashing. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah, like, sense. that was a big narrative in yeah. Love to Survive. So let's get our own perspective on it. But yeah. I, I really think I have my own thoughts. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So get it. Don't know if it makes the most sense for him, his brand. But he's already... Netflix. So I'm going to tie this into a fact we don't have written down. But yeah, during the Thursday press conferences, they were telling Max that he has, like, the biggest... Fault, like, he has the most fans. Yeah. Out of anyone now. Right? So yeah. it's like, does it matter if Max doesn't go on Drive to Survive? Because he already has that. I mean, I would think that the way that people are... So uh, athletes are leveraging their fans the same way that creators like youtubers and stuff leverage their fans so for him it's actually more valuable to have more fans because you can get more frankly you can monetize them Mm -hmm. and make more money out of them (laughs) there's never enough basically is what i'm trying to say so we'll see uh also something i we don't have it in our notes but maybe it's tied to this speaking of you know athletes kind of working like creators um Pierre Gasly is actually the first out of all of the drivers to drop a NFT. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that so that's like another way, you know, that they're monetizing Jesus. themselves and their fans and owning their brand outside of their teams. Mm-hmm. So that's something that Max could do and having more fans could drive that price up significantly. So. NFTs. I don't, <laughs> I, I have my thoughts. <laughs> to each their own though. Web free baby. It's happening. But okay, so we know that Max was told in Thursday press conferences he has the most fans. Yeah. They told Lando that he has like a great following with like younger fans and female fans. And he was like kind of shy about it and cute about it. I'm like, I feel like is this almost a show? Or are you act like I actually so I'm trying to understand Lando. I think he's awkward in front of the camera, but I don't think he's awkward in general. No. And I actually think he's a brilliant businessman because what we're talking about being a creator outside of the space, that's what Mm -hmm. he's doing, right? Like he's built so many things on his own mm-hmm. brand outside of being tied up with his team or McLaren or whatever. And I think that's actually brilliant. So we're trying to, um, I still have to put this video out or picture or whatever, trying to convince Team Quadrant to send my little cat Clover a little bandana because I know oh, they have their, is. yeah, she's probably that's asleep. <laughs> they have their Clover Motors like um, line pretty much. Yeah. I'm like that would be so cute for little Clover. So look out if you guys listening can help us somehow, <laughs> like retweet or something. We would love to yes, get Clover some merch. Um, so McLaren was told they have like the biggest fan base now. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Which yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They had two very likable drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great for them, and they're really showing well yeah. this season. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the news that. The Thursday brought up, I think. Interesting. We'll yeah. have to see where these drivers go in terms of branding themselves outside of the sport. Lewis has done a really good job, mm-hmm. but I think there's more space now and like more mediums, which we can see again with Lando. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're gonna do a quick ad break. Um, this is a promo actually for a fellow Alberta Podcast Network team. We hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> It's a conspiracy! All right. It's a Conspiracy is the podcast where we lay out the beliefs behind selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more. We do our best to present these without coloring them with our opinion until the end, where we let our feelings fly. We also do beer reviews, chat about geek culture, and whatever else strikes our fancy. Good times. And... We're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. 
Locally grown, community supported. We are going to do some quick track facts for Which you guys. Ones? Yeah. Circuit of the Americas. Oh, it's called Bab. I'll be honest. When I saw Coda everywhere, I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that I know. <laughs> I just think it's such, I'm so sorry to all our American listeners. I'm really not trying to offend anyone. But like the fact that it's like of the Americas when America is one country of literally North and South America. America. There's three of us. There's more races in the Americas, but that's just a little beef. Anyway, so (laughs) Coda, as it is commonly referred to, is in Mm -hmm. Austin, Texas, a little place you guys may have never heard of before. Obviously. Right. Just have no idea what Austin, Texas is at all. They actually call Austin the live music capital of the world. That doesn't surprise me. I think that Austin gets uh, a bit of a bad rap, but it's also a huge place for tech. A lot of startups are based out of Austin, Mm -hmm. so... I mean, in general, we've seen some big tech companies want to move to Texas, but it's interesting. Not surprising to me. Because like, so we're in Calgary, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's so many ties to Houston. Yeah. Right. So Houston's what I think of when I think of Texas, but yeah. Austin's the capital. Um, oh, and a lot of like, yeah, I definitely heard that it has some great music scenes coming up and mm-hmm. it's a place we should all be going. So maybe. I was, I was a little sold this weekend for sure. I mean, there's lots of reasons to be sold yeah. on this weekend. We will go into it. <laughs> Um, but so this Coda track, the first F1 race was actually in 2012. Okay. It is the 10th track in the United States to hold an F1 world championship race, but it is the first circuit in the USA to be purpose-built for F1. Oh, so right. And mm. then, you know, Miami's coming up next year, so mm. it won't have that long distinction, but it'll still be the first. Um, this one is... It has 20 turns. I feel like that's longer than a lot of the ones you've seen before. I think so, yeah. Um, and again, it's a counterclockwise track. Um, some of the like notable structures. Structures, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of this track. So they have a 77 meter observation tower. Okay. Um, they have that's a nice. landscaped Grand Plaza area. And then they have this Austin 360 amphitheater. What? So Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you about the Sabbath Theater. Okay. It's at the base of the observation tower. Okay. And so this weekend for 2021, they had 21 pilots um, perform on Friday night. And then they had Billy Joel perform on Saturday night at the theater. Like it's a full on like concert series going on with F1. Just super cool. They've had big names. They had Taylor Swift, I think back in like 2016. They were saying, and I'm like, oh, I would go. Um, No idea about that. Okay. Right. Um, We haven't noted here um, that Mercedes has typically done well in the past. Um, Valtteri won the last race, which was 2019. Um, Lewis has won five times here. And since 2012, there's only been two times where a non-Mercedes has won. So that being 2013, Sebastian Vettel with Red Bull. And 2018, it was Kimmy with Ferrari. Oh, that's so wonderful. (laughs) Oh, Kimmy, we love Love Kimmy. Love that for him. There is lots of elevation gain at this track. So notable is turn one. Um, actually, so coming off the very start, there's lots of allegation gain. So 30.9 meters. Um, and they nicknamed this in Venice to a very tight left. Um, it's nicknamed Big Red. Very Texas name. Big it Red. Is, I was going to say it's a very Texas name. Right. So that's after his co-founder, I guess, of a track or of some company around the track, uh, Red <laughs> McCombs. Um, and so we are to look for some serious overtaking opportunities there. And then also turn 12 um it's after a thousand meter straight so it's lots of speed coming into a corner so some some stuff to look out for 
Um, they have, oh, Jesus, apologies, team. <laughs> so the MotoGP and FIA World Endurance Championship races also race here at COTA. Um, and I want to note that, um, so the MotoGP race here beginning of October. Um, okay. And it was noted by quite probably all the drivers. I haven't actually looked up the facts, but I think majority, if not all drivers in the MotoGP noted how bumpy this track was. So um, from motorsport.com, bumps have always been encountered here at Coda because it is built on shifting land. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Pierre Gasly noted that they seem even more severe now after he watched this October uh, MotoGP event. Um, the FIA actually mandated Coda to mail the track service and they said they did, um, but it's kind of like, will they do more? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of notes and comments from the Thursday press conferences with the F1 guys um, about these bumps. Epstein replied to Gasly's comments that may have, like, Gasly may have said something, but he hasn't joined the track yet. Like, whoa, okay. okay. <laughs> um, the drivers, like, no, though, I feel like. They're the ones putting their lives out on there. <laughs> Okay, anyone with the last name Epstein? Okay. <laughs> okay, so and then Boldus actually said that Austin, Austin bumps um, were okay, but quote unquote on the limit during the 2019 event. He added that the limit is when it becomes too painful. When it's a really bumpy track, your body gets quite a beating and you start to get headaches and stuff like that. So it's quite physical on the drivers. Um, then it's not much fun anymore. So I've understood they've done some work on the track. So hopefully it's drivable and enjoyable. Now, Kimmy in Kimmy fashion <laughs> said that the bumps have been there every year, some years a bit more, some less. <laughs> and I mean, if the MotoGP guys can manage to do a race, we should be absolutely fine. <laughs> I mean, no one else but Kimmy. Truly, no one else but Kimmy. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like noted about all the bumps. So, yeah. we in I think free practice and even in quality, like you could watch the bottoms of the cars were touching the pavement quite a bit. Yeah. And like sparking up quite a bit. So, it was like, we didn't really note much in the post-race interviews there wasn't no. much about bumps was there no just like tire management yeah that makes sense we'll get into tires later don't worry about the race yeah structured um there is a, a um stat about Kimmy. so back when he won 2018 with ferrari it was after a 114 race win drought that's a very long time that is technically, I guess, the longest such drought in F1 history. Oh, Kimmy. Oh, Kimmy. That's okay. Um, the fastest lap prior to this year. <laughs> um, so Charles Leclerc ran the fastest lap in 2019 on lap 44 threes. So we knew that Charles and Ferrari probably had a good chance. Um, so some quick facts from racefans.net. Um, drivers will be at full throttle about 59% of this race. Um, 66 gear changes a lot, which is more than the other ones. I like can't even imagine. But then again, like 20 turns. turns. Yeah. Oh, that would be so rough on your body. Oh, girl. Especially with that water, like Sergio did not have water throughout this race, you guys. Which is scary. Um, and then a quick note on the tires. So from the Pirelli infographic they put out for this USGP, um, it would be a medium range of the six. So C2, C3, C4. Um, they note a medium characterization for categorization i mean for the characteristics such as uh tra- traction braking and asphalt grip um same as downforce sorry and then they actually categorized it as medium high for lateral tire stress and asphalt abrasion oh so hearing that is kind of like 
definitely kind of thought the mediums and hards would be prevalent and they were. <laughs> um, so from Pirelli, a quote they had was around 40% of the track has been resurfaced since 2019, but due to COVID restrictions, we were not able to send our personnel to analyze the new asphalt. So its characteristics are question mark for everyone. And we will only discover the final effects on tires and car performance in general when we are there. That's always a scary one. I mean, that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, no. I mean, no tire blowout, so it's fine. I know. <laughs> I'm really scared about another Baku, though. Yeah, that was so scary because it was it, it was, was two. Max and Stroll and Lance Stroll, and then yeah. they came back and said there was nothing wrong. Right? Yeah, Pirelli. Pirelli. Not good no. when you had two drivers in the same tire and no just indication in, that their tires yeah. were going to blow. Yep, at high speeds. Let's just. Put that in there, safety definitely put a rest. But anyways, yeah. Okay, so that's the tire situation coming into this race. Yeah, so we actually got to watch some of Quali. Yeah, it's a normal time again. It was a normal Thank time you for us. being in the Thank States. You. Yeah. <laughs> so I had it kind of like playing on the background, but then also on Twitter and stuff like that. And through Q1, no surprises. Everyone was just kind of chilling. Yep, classic, which is fine. Um, unfortunately though, when it came to Q2, Mick didn't move on to it, which is so sad. We want to see him do so well because yeah, I don't know. It's, we know he can drive (laughs) all of these drivers can drive, but he just needs to be in a better car Mm -hmm. and also experience, right? Like it would be nice to see him in different rounds. Right. The more he gets into Q2 and stuff, Mm -hmm. the more experience he gets. So hundred percent. There was a mix of softs and mediums during qualifying, which, uh, a lot of the top 10 were on mediums. I know that. Ferrari actually when they were talking to Charles no that's wrong they were talking to Carlos meaning like I think it was just Sky Sports or whoever um one of the things that he said who's like going on soft was a mistake <laughs> ah, interesting <laughs> so it's I'm I think they actually learned that through free practice but he was like that's the one thing that like it was just not the best thing interesting. to go on which makes sense uh Danny Rick was close to not making it in Q3 what happened there he, he ended up like 14th no he ended up ninth and yuki ended up 10th love to see it yes but it was like he could have not made it because there were other people who still had to finish their lap and it's like oh my god benny <laughs> drive faster <laughs> uh someone did a shoey in this stand and i saw that too and i thought that was so disgusting oh it was repulsive it's all over like f1 tweeted about not even tweeted well they probably did tweet about it they put on their instagram danny rick put it on his instagram mclaren put on their instagram i'm like this is how we get famous it's we're not doing shoeies well i mean put a put a sleeve in there or something that's just it's so gross there also was a uh danny rick onesie that was spotted oh just with his face all over it oh not sure that's uncomfortable perez was super fast so he had provisional pole for a little bit in q3 uh lewis beat him max beat lewis usual things and then perez couldn't retake the title that's like not really surprising but it would have been i think they were saying first time a mexican would have had pole oh a mistake maybe maybe he carries it forward to the mexican gp in two weeks though yeah right? he, that could be huge i'd be happy to see him do well mm-hmm. so we end up with our top 10 which is max in pole position not surprising classic then lewis then sergio perez valtteri who we'll touch on later charles uh carlos signs danny ricardo lando norris pierre gasly and yuki sonoda so ricardo out qualified lando 
for the yeah. first time it must be a long time it's been a while right. and then also with Valtteri something we should know yes he's in fourth but because he it was his combustion something that they swapped the ice internal oh internal combustion, combustion engine yeah so they swapped and he was given a five place for his penalty. Penalty. so he starts ninth. yes he starts at ninth uh, all the top 10 were on mediums, except this is where the softs come in. Signs and Sonoda were on softs, which um, was why he was like, eh, not the best call. Uh, but but that's also interesting, though, because he did qualify quite high. I also find that, like, Signs is usually the one to go on softs, or Ferrari is in general. Yeah, I find yeah. that too. Yeah. We've seen it a lot this season. Right? And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Hmm. Maybe it just does well with their car. Maybe. Hmm. Who knows? And then Danica Patrick during the post poly interviews. And it was so good to see her. And for the people who say they don't know her, come on. Like Caitlin and I don't even watch a lot NASCAR, of NASCAR. No. no. Or we know who, no. And we know we who, know who Danica is. Patrick is. She was the biggest fan of Checo, but like we need more women in motorsports. Yes. So yes. to have one represent anything is just it's so exciting. So we're glad to have her. But I would say like pretty standard qualifying, like nothing, nothing on the line, right? I, I thought if Danny would have made Q3, that would be notable. Yeah. So it's like, he's obviously so pumped for this. <laughs> With his bad beard and <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Love that for Danny. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, he did out qualify his teammate, which mm-hmm. I feel like hasn't happened in a long time. So it's great. Uh, we're going to talk about race day just shortly after this ad break. This episode is brought to you by Rumi by Atco. Hi there, I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. All right, so we're changing the structure of our race day breakdowns because we think our podcasts are getting too long. Yeah, sorry about that two-hour one, you guys. That was yeah, <laughs> so after looking at where people are dropping off, we were like, we need to... We need to like um organize better, I think. So. Yeah. So we tried to do it at this time, and I think that we did like I think it'll okay. just create a better flow. Yeah. And we won't be so back and forth. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yep. Okay. So we're we're gonna talk about the highlights of race day, which we watched at the bar with like there was eighteen people, and it was so I know. cool. We we're so happy about it. So there's like I said, if there's anyone in Calgary that wants to join, we'd love to have. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have first out shout out to the randoms we met at the bar that literally did not know about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Watched it with them. <laughs> it was honestly like the first Alpine fans I think we've met here. Yeah, I agree. Like even online too, we haven't had mm-hmm. many people sign to our DMs and say, oh yeah, like I like Alpine. If you're wondering, this is where the notes are, but we talk about notes a lot. Yes. And then of course we talked about Valtteri's engine penalty but then also Alonso's whole power unit was swapped out and then he started at the back of the grid. Yeah, I think like Alonso didn't do well in quality. So it just was if like- If they're going to switch out one component, basically we'll switch, switch out the out whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah. Exactly. So Caitlin, how did uh, the first sort of turn one go? Yeah, so it was very exciting the first lap. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Insane. It kind of started out with, um, so you had Maxim first, of course, mm-hmm. and- 
he was okay if you're watching youtube watch the youtube (laughs) (laughs) so max is here lewis is here and like max definitely like he shoves lewis way to the side yeah 100 but but lewis is on the inside side of the upcoming turn one yeah so he gets around that turn one first Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was quite the sight seeing Lewis in the middle and there's like two Red Bulls like flanking him <laughs> yeah just trying to get around him and somehow he was able to hold both because Sergio yeah. wasn't Sergio also wasn't like skimping out on where he was like he was gunning for him too so it was it was fun to it was great to see it was like Ooh! and to like watch on a big screen it was a good show but yeah, yeah it was also scary because we know that these drivers have a tendency to take themselves out how many people and be honest with yourself before this race were like they're going to crash they're yeah. starting one and two they're going to crash yeah were I you think. one of them I definitely I had it in my there was going to be an accident yeah. <laughs> so I was hoping not but um you know. but it was kind of clean after that like Lewis had a enough space yeah he got around yeah Yeah. um and then we also had like we had a solid battle with mclaren and ferrari all four of them it was so insane oh it was awesome basically coming out of turn i don't know if it was turn one but essentially the cars were three wide with charles just a little bit ahead but it was the mclarens and carlos all fighting for position and I don't think we've seen that this season at all. Just like three cars be wide and then kind of be limited in options. So Lando in his post-race interview was saying that he like didn't have the best options, like didn't have a choice because he knew that Daniel was beside him going wide and that if he didn't break properly or like late enough, early enough, whatever, he would likely like T-bone Charles if he was going into a corner, um, into a turn. So it was just... It was so intense, though, to watch our boys just really going at it and doing, you know, what I think is like a, a bit of the glory days of Formula One, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like, people are going to be upset yeah, with me, yeah. but it's just like McLaren versus Ferrari. It was That's fun. what you want to see, right? Like four gyros fighting hard Ooh. for position, Ooh. but also not taking each other out. And it's also because it's like, we know how close they are in the standing. Yeah. So it's like, oh evenly matched it was great to see it was so good and i i want to say like whatever upgrade ferrari did to the power unit yeah it's there's a significant difference you can tell because after monza it was like holy crap like ferrari's got to pick it up or Mm -hmm. else we commented on the management (laughs) or else they're going to get smoked by mclaren but whatever changes they made brilliant i mean okay so that's technically brilliant yes we still have thoughts on the management (laughs) We still think people need to be fired, but I don't think we're the only ones to think that, to be honest. Likely not. No. No. But you're hearing it from two girls in Calgary. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. And then we had like the pit strategy in it mattered. Yeah. And it was also not what we were expecting. No. I think as a viewer. No. Yeah. It was like kind of shocking. Yeah. Because we had Max pitting on lap 11 out of 56. It's like poor. It's yeah. a tool. Like everyone's anticipating it to be a two stop pit stop race. race. Yeah. But it's like lap 11 still early. Super early. And we were all kind of like, what? And what's um, happening here? I think Max was even noting in his post race, he's like, yeah, it was a, it was an aggressive strategy by the team, but it paid off. Cause like, I don't, so, okay. How did this happen? Caitlin, obviously I was <laughs> not paying full attention because it's not being in a bar and talking to people. Yeah. So like Max has hit pit his yeah. pit and then like seven laps later lewis does his pit yeah but lewis comes out and he's like six seconds behind max how did max gain that much time 
I honestly think it's just the fresher tires probably coupled with the wear that we knew that was going to happen or like that probably didn't know was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I still don't know if pitting Max that early made sense because I still think they could have pitted him in a couple of laps and it wouldn't have made that much of a difference on the outcome. No, I mean, he won. So. I know seriously. <laughs> um, kind of around the same time. And I think this is where I got concerned for Lewis is they pit Max and we know that generally with races like this, at least at this track, you can pass, but generally whoever pits first between the two of them has like a bit more say in like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, my concern and uh, Ohm, who was one of the people that came to watch it was just like, if they pit Perez, like Mercedes is going to be in a bind because Valtteri hadn't pitted no one else. And sure enough, lap 12, they call in Perez and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> So the giant question becomes then, uh, Caitlin, do you think at least with the first pit stop, did they leave him out for too long? Um, (laughs) I have thoughts on this Mercedes strategy machine. (laughs) I think it could use either refinement or I don't know. It's so weird because it seems that Red Bull's acing their strategy they're trying aggressive stuff and it's working out for them when Mm -hmm. mercedes tries aggressive strategies it does not work out for them no it doesn't and so it's like did they leave him out too long likely i don't know what actually happened in those few laps i was not paying full attention but like lewis is obviously losing time if he comes out that's his like about 20 second ish pit stop and he's six seconds behind max but when he was starting lap one he was ahead of max yeah like what happened no idea. And I, I completely agree with you. I'm just like kind of confused because I don't think Mercedes expected Red Bull to pit so early. No one did. I don't think Max did either. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I guess the right call in the end. So I, I don't know. I think that we need to figure out <laughs> what Mercedes is doing because this is the second race, right? Where it's been like, what is what is going on with strategy? It's like they've had weird calls all yeah. season. So I'm just surprised they didn't, I'm not surprised they didn't pit him early, like pit, like lap 11, but I'm surprised they didn't, when they saw Max pitting, that they didn't respond. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a little surprising to me. No, well, yeah. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> this is what I get for having beer till like one o'clock. <laughs> um, so we noted here that Vettel ended up hitting as well, lap mm-hmm. 18. Aston Martin at this point were the only ones to not pit. Yeah, they were out for a while. But is that lap 18? Yeah, it was around lap 18. That still doesn't seem like that long. No, but like because everyone else was pitting so early, it was like, what is happening? (laughs) So we go from Sebastian trying to change his tires in Turkey or Russia? Was it Turkey or Russia? To Slicks. It was Turkey, wasn't it? No, it was Russia. It was Russia. Was it Russia? To Slicks? Yeah. I have looked He visual. did the Bambi moment. We can't remember which yeah, one it was. At. I have the but, visual of him So we go it. from Aston Martin making a like aggressive call like that to like, oh, let's just let everyone else go. Yeah. And we'll be the last. Bizarre. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, the second pit stop's coming. And again, Max is the one that pulls the, uh, I don't know, just the, does it. And he does it at lap 30-ish. Again, 
much to our surprise because that leaves 26 laps. Yeah. So, it- but he went on to hards. Mm-hmm. And the commentators were saying that the hards should be good for about 40 laps. Now they're saying should because you'll never know, like with yeah. the dynamics of the car. Exactly. And also because Pirelli has not done their research. Exactly. <laughs> 40% of the track has been repaved. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. Terrifying. Uh, but then Lewis ended up hitting about seven. Like seven laps, laps later. later. Yeah, something. <laughs> we just don't know. And I think likely Mercedes was like, oh, there's no way he, I mean, not no way, but there's less like possibility that Max will actually make it to the end of the race on the tires that he has. Right. Were they betting on that? Probably. I don't know, but it just didn't end up working out the way. Like Lewis had good pace catching up to Max after the second pace, right? He really was catching up. He was. But I think what Mercedes needs to understand is like, you're doing these approximations that it'll take him X number of laps to pass for Stappen. Those final one or two or three can drag out because of the dirty air yeah. behind Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And Verstappen's aggressive, not aggressive, defensive driving. So, like, you can put in your simulations that, oh, we'll switch him seven laps later. I think that was good timing. Yeah. Right? Maybe Verstappen's second pit was too early, but um, Lewis seemed to have good pit for a second time, but mm-hmm. he just he got caught up in the dirty air behind Max, and Max started driving for the win. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that if you are leading, uh, it can go either way, right? Like we know if you're leading and it's raining and you make a call, then sometimes you could be wrong, right? Like what if you're on just the wrong tires and it dries up? So it's, it goes either way, but I think that this is just some questions. Uh, The pit times are pretty solid though, except one for Carlos, which I was kind of annoyed about. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense to me. Ferrari, again, like we know that there's a human element now to the mm-hmm. pit stops, but it was just annoying to see Carlos, who was actually doing really well, go in and then it was like over five seconds. And then they pitted Charles, like I think in the following like two laps or something, two point something. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it's a, I'm not saying it's sabotage, but um, it was just kind of like, what is, well, I think consistency people. Yeah, maybe that's just like if it's human error, that's at least something they can address, right? Yeah. And they can work on. So maybe that's what they'll be doing for next season. But hopefully. Um, it was interesting. The pits were like, we noted a good pit here was 2.4 seconds. Yeah. Versus like we've seen Red Bull do sub twos before. Like a 1.8. So I thought that was interesting because yeah. most pits this time were 2.7, 2.8 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like seemed like a little bit more <laughs> than a normal race but it made like even more than like because it came in after spa we've still seen faster pits than this yeah i agree odd i don't know what it is maybe it's just like how the texas one was built who knows maybe um we had some headaches for I know. alpine and alfatori it was super devastating to see obviously pierre you know p10 no p9 P10 or nine, one of Yuki and him were right together. So it's one of the other ones to see him qual- like do really well again, finishing where he needs to finish and being in the right position. But then you could see there was issues with his car right away. Um, I think there was a little bit of an incident and then he fell back several spaces and just was having such a hard time. And it got to the point where you just see him like crawling along and then he's like, it's the suspension, it's the suspension, like can't do anything. It always scares me when the drivers are driving so slowly and everyone else is driving. 
like at excessive speeds like yeah i'm like okay as soon as he said it's a suspension i was like okay you need to go in like now so unfortunately he dnf'd which he hated but yeah i know well and it was like so they said it was suspension issues but like some of the people in the bar were saying like they heard the car was not doing well like it's suspension but is it something else too because that car was not sounding great no we could hear it through um pierre's like audio that something was really wrong so yeah i don't know Uh, hopefully that gets figured out but he was safe Mm -hmm. in the end exactly that's what matters okay and then both alpines what happened i know and our poor random new friend who alonzo fan and just just huge alpine fan and just was not the race for them today esteban i don't know where he qualified do you know uh no it just goes on momentous wasn't memorable but he was essentially at the back of the pack the whole time uh alonzo got into quite a few tips which we'll get into with people so i wouldn't be surprised if like you know he had his elbows out there were some bumps some love taps things like that but (laughs) in the end like both they had to retire both cars yeah that's a really bad race for them (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess the only saving grace is that Pierre also had to retire because, you know, as we know, Alpatori and Alpine are battling each other in the constructors. So I guess. But, but Yuki got points. I know. Yeah. So bad for Yuki. You deserve that. But it just, I don't know what the hell happened. Me neither, but they need to do like fix something. I just like, I was upset for Alpine because I'm like looking, they're showing the mechanics in yeah. the garage and I'm like, these are the same mechanics we saw at Spa that were doing the Macarena. You guys I'm like just having so much fun. <laughs> we kind of have a soft spot in our hearts for them because of that. Yeah. And so just to see like their hard work, just kind of like into it DNFs in one race. Not a good feeling, no. especially when you're this close to the end. Doesn't yeah. mean more engine swaps because your freaking team is starting in the back at the end. Like, it, I don't know. There's a lot. They just need to figure it out. But it just and it sucks because like we like seeing Fernando Alonso race a lot. He's he's a good racer. Yeah, and as sort of new fans, seeing him race is really exciting. So yeah. he was aggressive as shit, but it just was like the car wasn't there at all. So speaking of <laughs> Fernando Alonso with his elbows out, it was mostly with Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> the Alpha fights and Alonso were awesome to see yeah and also the the fia was just saying they were racing incidents so yes like, perfect perfect like, we'll take it but he went toe-to-toe with uh kimmy and uh was it kimmy's car that ended up getting a little bit of damage i think yeah so. going over the i think so curve yeah they had they had a love tap <laughs> yeah and um kimmy had a little bit of flying debris come up and it was just like oh okay but then it didn't end with kimmy no. Um, there was lots of battles with Giovinazzi as well. And we both know Giovinazzi's like, he's driving to survive. Yeah, he, so we still have no update about his seat. And you could tell that he just doesn't give a shit just in terms of like, am I going to pull out of this corner? No. Like, am I going to be the one that takes a step back just in case something? No, absolutely not. He was full blown just with Alonzo and fighting back as much as he could. Um, which I guess in the end kind of like worked because all the Alpines were out by the end. But it was just, it was great racing to watch, to be honest, and to see Giovinazzi kind of like hold mm-hmm. his own against two, you know, yes, Kimi, who's his teammate, but they were like pretty much neck and neck the whole time. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of a Londo between the two of them. So I don't know. 
But I do think, like we talked about this so many times, they need to tell Giovinazzi what's happening. Um, I don't know if they have maybe behind the scenes. They're like, hey, this is what your future is. But I just think that if a driver doesn't know, I feel like it can get dangerous if they're just like laying it all out there. And yeah, yeah, no, totally. Something I learned, I don't know, actually. And if I mentioned this in a previous podcast, we'll cut this section out. But um, so we learned from one of our followers on Instagram yeah. that should Oscar Piastri win the F2 title this year, he cannot go back into F2. It's pretty much like you win F2 and you're supposed to go to F1. Yeah. But you can't do F2 again. So um like that really ties into this geo seat because it's the only one that's free. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened with Nick DeVries, I learned, yeah. is Nick DeVries won F2. Yeah. He didn't get into F1. So he went into FE. And now he's won FE. And now what the hell is he gonna have? I have no idea. <laughs> he like he's also a slot in. He could go for that alpha seat. He probably should have got that Williams seat because it's like tied in with Mercedes and Nick DeVries won with the Mercedes car in FE. Yeah. But he didn't. It went to Alex Albon who has like Red Bull persona. He just glows. <laughs> Ties to Red Bull. So as you can see, it's just still complicated because we know that there's mm-hmm. really talented drivers in F2. We've talked about it so many times. And then Gio has no idea. Or maybe he does. It's just not public. But then he's out there driving and I get scared because I'm like, you just but it's also so hard it's near the end of october you guys yeah tell him it's not fair <laughs> i've seen yeah Anyways. i i don't know and then oscar piastri like that becomes a money thing like there's it's just so much crap. i mean like okay if you're oscar it must be so upsetting like upsetting and frustrating that like yeah. i've worked my whole life i am a damn good driver i am winning championships and i'm not making it to where i want to go like what else can i even do and there's nothing. That's like the thing. The issue is money. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We said it before. We'll say it again. Lewis and or Toto sponsor this kid. Don't, come on, do it for the sport. Or figure out a way to get these people connected with really rich people. We know yeah. all you live in Monaco. Not paying you taxes. You have neighbors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that are also not paying yes, taxes. Exactly. So go, please. But anyways, that's a side tangent. <laughs> um, the final lap. It was very exciting. This was a very exciting end. Of yeah. Race. So we heard Lewis's, I don't know, his team person, maybe it was Bono, come on and say, all right, like the final three laps will be quite telling for the race. Like you have those laps. And sure enough, we were like at the final, I would say two, where it was kind of like, he was, this going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Lewis was behind Max and he's like inching at that one second mark for the past like two laps. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh my God, just get it. Yeah. And then you have DRS, come on. But there was one point at which there, okay, I do want to talk about Max having to lap a Haas. I think it was probably he who shall not be named because, you know, he was kind of in the way. But it was a Haas, yeah. And this is like on his team radio, he's like, someone get this Haas out of the way. <laughs> I know. And I was like, stay. But because of that, they were saying, and I saw that Max had his DRS open. Yeah, he got like the slipstream. Why the heck was, was Max allowed to do DRS? But Lewis was close to that one second and could have got DRS on Max. Yeah, I don't know. Damn. <laughs> Basically, we're saying it could have been even closer and down to the wire in that final. But Haas. But the Haas was in the hmm. way, which is funny. It's just funny. It, it would be know. Haas. It would be. They. But um, he like Lewis was struggling, 
to pass Max. He he was really catching him. He was like eight and a half seconds back after his second pit. Yeah. And he was making good time. He was like half a second, one second faster than Max Pillap. And it's like, oh my God, he can make it. But then it's like he got caught in Max's dirty air and he had a harder time for the last few laps. Yeah. And I, I think that, I mean, not everyone that we're with is today, Red Bull, Mercedes, whatever. Everyone loves everything. <laughs> we still applauded for Max when he won. But yes. I think like Lewis having his eighth, like when uh, Ohm was saying just for the champion, just for the sport, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So of course we're, we're gunning for these drivers to be just a bit closer and um, to have Lewis kind of just struggle, like be within that 1.5 second range so much because of the dirty air, because, you know, whatever else. And I'm like, just get speed, <laughs> get faster. It would have been so, like we said before, we want a close last lap, right? Yeah. This was close. But we do know it could have been closer. If Max, no, if Lewis could have got his DRS, we could have had a race at the yeah. end. And like, that is what yeah. we want. That is 100%. what we want. That's all we want. That's all we want. But yeah, <laughs> it ended. <laughs> it was very eventful. Though. It was very fun at the beginning. Very fun at the end. Um, Just very fun experience being in the bar. Yeah. And to be on our feet a little bit and just watching and waiting and mm-hmm. Seeing also the tires became an issue, right? Like with Max, it's like, all right, we know he he pitted way earlier than Lewis that second pit. So it, I guess I was just concerned that there would be a Baku thing. Oh my God. That's just like what lives in our heads now. Yeah. Terrifying. Cause it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's just so scary. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh God, I hope the tires are fine. But so we fine. finished with Max in first. Yeah. Lewis in second. Checo third so another double podium i actually really like the ring of that it sounds good double double it's double cool. yeah. rebel podium. Um, so we have leclerc in fourth and we saw a meme afterwards that's like you know the valtteri traditions meme it yeah. was leclerc sitting down with traditions because he's the p4 king just always in p4. <laughs> he's always four <laughs> Oh, it's still a good amount of points yeah it is a good amount of points um danny rick finished fifth i would not have thought that honestly it might have just been the facial hair plus the texas outfit plus the texas accent like uh, he used in during the interview i can't get over that beard yeah <laughs> it was just questionable facial uh, hair for sure but yeah he finishes ahead of botas and then signs norris sonoda got a point Vettel was Vettel 10th. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That is a point for Vettel. Boom, baby. And then we have Gio, which is good. Mm-hmm. 11th. Um, Stroll, Raikkonen, Russell, Latifi, Mick, and then he who shall not be named. And then our three retirees. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, all in all, okay, race. I'm sad that Valtteri couldn't get it. Just those freaking McLarens. Like, you could see that he was really. Well, I think so. Like, McLaren be behind those people. No, right? no. And McLaren put a um something up on their Instagram, and they're like, "What we see, like, and is Daniel Ricardo and his McLaren? Yeah, and then it's like what all the other drivers see is a brick wall. Yeah, it is so <laughs> impossible to pass them. And uh, I think that Valtteri could have made up more time if he just, even with all the pitting and whatever and all the strategies, if he just didn't get like stuck behind Norris for so long and then stuck behind science because science was actually doing a really good job holding him off, holding him off. Um, Sonoda did a good job in holding him off. So it, it just is like, I mean, these drivers, they should be driving defensively. So love to see it, but mm-hmm. I really want Valtteri on freaking another podium before the end of the season, because 
I'm, I don't know. I've just become a stan over the last few weeks. I think he's great. So you, you like the underdog though, man. I know it's yeah, a thing. It's a total like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's like, thing. as soon as Pierre was let go from Red Bull, Shanika mm-hmm. just held a grudge against Red Bull and was oh, like, yeah, Pierre, bring it home. Yeah. I'm like, Pierre, you need to get one. Or like Yuki, <laughs> who's been struggling so hard. I'm like, Yuki, get on the points. But not Alex Albon, right? I mean, we haven't had him drive really. I mean, he, like, yeah, I don't know if I'm his biggest fan to be. <laughs> And then who else? Even Carlos Sainz. Like, I want Carlos Sainz to freaking beat Charles. But I also would like Charles to beat Checo and get on more podiums. So, right. Kind of all over the place. Like, he hasn't had a podium in a long time. Yeah. It would be nice to see Carlos get on a podium and and actually be able to celebrate. Carlos or Charles? I would say both. Both, yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Both Ferraris on a podium. Hmm. Could you imagine? Mateo being would be so happy. (laughs) Can he get a tattoo? maybe we'll see <laughs> um max is now 12 points clear of lewis yes we still are at the freaking halves which uh it's, it's so ugly it, yeah. it's so ugly but um so lewis got fast slap mm-hmm. um so that's why it's 12 but yeah so i mean that's still within the range of swinging in one or two races so it's tough that means though that they need to win the next two races like they meaning lewis yeah. or max to like fully kind of clear Lewis essentially. So the next two races are going to be quite intense. But so we've seen now Max has won eight races and Lewis has won five. Yeah. And they're still this close, which kind of shows that it's like, and I've seen in a few places that like when Lewis makes mistakes, they're not as severe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's able to get away with them with still some points in the bag. Yeah, that's true. And then versus Max, I mean, there's, you know, obviously we talked about the Pirelli Baku blowout, which yeah. he couldn't control, but that was also the race that Lewis went straight instead of turning. I know that error. That one hurt. Because if he had won that, which he was, oh, going he'd to, still be in the clear. Yeah. So, but if Max had won that, Max would be in the clear too. Bunch of what ifs, but we're here right now. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that we wanted to know was we didn't know this, but Sergio, how did he not die during that race? Yeah, Sergio did not have water. He didn't have <laughs> for an right? athlete with no water, that's unhealthy. And then you're in that car, you're driving that fast, and like it's in the like, Austin heat. Yeah, well, I think it's like what 2025, but still that's hot. It's like on a hot tarmac. Like, yeah, I getting dirtier from the other cars, Ugh. the exhaust, like. I don't know how he was fine. I don't know. Not healthy though. I hope he's okay. Yeah. And I hope I just, he's probably like a prune now. I don't know. <laughs> Thing to fix that <laughs> like, immediately. Um, the American GP. Celeb sighting. Hey, it's like celeb central. Uh, yeah. I guess something we should note is that the American Grand Prix, there was no COVID restrictions in place, which is like heavy Texas energy. Sorry, y'all, if you're from Texas, but you know, if you know, you know. Um, so with that, there was 400,000 fans. Yep. So the energy wild, but then also with that, uh, way more celebrities yep. were actually at the races. Yep. Even and- though it's football Sunday is plenty of bars here made us aware. <laughs> yeah they all just came out for this yeah so we had first one most impressive one in our opinion Shaquille O'Neal was there <laughs> and he was the one actually presenting the trophies on the podium oh gosh I really hope it turns into a meme I know F1 F1 reposted something and the caption was who did this with the crying face so you know it's just like oh my god 
it was like I think they shrunk the three guys on the podium and they kept shrunk the same size so he's like monstrous hilarious but seriously like even without yeah. photoshop he's a big dude which we all knew right like but he we rolled he's like seven one he rolled in in the strangest car that like looked oh, like yeah. it was for like we would see it like mad max kind of like mad max ish but then also like heavy stampede vibes like a stampede a mix, vibe. a mix yes yeah so it's he rolls in, in that which i thought was so funny he's so dressed so casually just like in a t-shirt and jeans and he's like holding the trophy in this giant car, but like he looks bigger than the car, just fully conical. And he gets out and I'm like, this is so funny. And then he goes into like where this, to go up the stairs to the staging area, but he has to like duck his head a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, this man is huge. And then, yeah, we see him on. <laughs> and like, so Lewis is standing on the second place podium, which is I want to say that's like what I would think a foot and a half or something two I feet I mean I don't know but it, I would say like at least a couple inches half a foot minimum I would say like maybe a foot and a half just because okay if Shaq's seven one right take a foot and a half off of that that's um, five this is about like five six, six five right? seven yeah. yeah they were like literally the same height it like hilarious and it was, it was so great great because he was in well, frame for the whole like ceremony like the national anthems playing and stuff like that like I don't know they clearly didn't tell him where to stand but he was just like in frame in between Lewis and Max and you could just see the height discrepancy he, ma- he matched them even yeah. though they're on podiums it was it so like funny. such a so range funny. between athletes right there's no one athlete body you guys okay yeah that's true 100% we saw it on tv today so- <laughs> Um, some other notables we saw Megan the Stallion, beautiful. She made a she made a cameo on Kim Ilman's photo. <laughs> He's like surprising outfit choice, and yes, it was sheer and it was it was very Megan the Stallion, but yeah. it's Megan the Stallion, so yeah. shut up. <laughs> Fine, truly, and it's Texas, and she's hot. So she's like- not flashing anyone. Yeah. It's fine. She's let, her, let her enjoy. Have you heard her songs, Kim? <laughs> yeah. If you're surprised about her outfit choice now, maybe I'll listen to your music or change things. But yeah, she's hot. Just don't. Oh my God, stop. Just. <laughs> we also saw a George Lucas, and I don't think I've ever seen George Lucas in shorts. So that was. I study film, y'all. So I know a lot about George Lucas, and I just was very surprised to see his knees. <laughs> his knees of all things he was sitting down with like a leg crossed and i was like what george lucas in shorts amazing wild um we also had speaking of movies we had ben stiller he made um, quite a few appearances on the instagrams yeah over the weekend. weekend not just today the whole weekend all over social yep, yep. someone in ferrari posted a blue steel picture with him cute epic, epic. love it yep and then someone that i don't know if we should call oh. him a celeb i don't know like what do you He's a creator, we can call him that. Um, Logan Paul was there, and I'm specifically mentioning him just because of the meme that came out of it. Um, to I, I don't know who the user is, so I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to give her credit, but someone on Twitter said that you know we should start gatekeeping Formula One, and then they posted a photo of Pierre with Logan Paul, and I just thought that was so funny. And then in the comments, they were like, This is why Pierre dnf'd like and they're like this is the bad luck yeah they're like he had it coming (laughs) (laughs) okay we don't we don't like gatekeeping no i can't speak but (laughs) i mean the fact that you shake hands with logan paul and you have a dnf 
says something. Yeah. But you know, Logan Paul is really prolific in the spaces that he's in. So I guess it makes total sense that he's there, but I just thought it was the commentary around him was hilarious. And it brings more fans to the sport, I guess. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, someone we didn't know, Carly Kloss was there. Oh my God. Supermodel what? show. And Willie Harlow was there for Willie the Harlow, W series. Yeah. Well, he's beautiful. She is. I didn't know Carly was there. Yeah. Her and her husband, what? which I know is like pretty controversial because they're tied to the Kushner's. Orange Man. But we know that they vote Democratic. So we love them. Wait, do they? Yeah, they're tied to Trump. Aren't yeah, they, they don't. It's, it's drama. <laughs> drama <laughs> at the holidays. I actually don't even know if they do the holidays together. But yeah, they they vote blue, baby. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Lots of different views on that one. Um, but yeah, pretty much we just wanted to note a few funny, great things that happened post race. Yeah, there was nothing really notable that was said. Just the usual. We work really hard. Like Christian Horner. Oh my god, Max deserved it. <laughs> the thing that. Christian needs to stop saying is like oh, I feel like I aged 25 years in the last whatever laps I'm like you said that like, like 500 times. years old babe. he's done like four times a season or which like fine whatever um but with Toto specifically I don't know who had joined the Sky Sports team for the interviews they had Danica Patrick who was the guy that was in like the tan pants anyways oh so, oh that was Jensen Button amazing yeah so what happened was uh, Toto was being interviewed and then he kind of like stepped away for two seconds to give Christian Horner a handshake. But where Christian Horner was, wasn't too far away from where Toto and the rest of the Sky Sports people were interviewing him. And there was a camera guy just like not seeing where he was. He was trying to talk to Christian, but like the dude's camera was like inches from Jensen Button's head that it got to the point where Toto just like shoved the camera. I thought it was so funny um, because I was like, I mean, you're being told. And it wasn't even, I, I, we're like, told. we're so Canadian that we would apologize. So right sure. Sorry. But no, Toto just shoved him. And even after the interview, didn't like apologize to the guy. But it, in fairness, the guy had like no idea that he was about to smoke Jensen Button in the head. But I also saw something similar happen with Lewis right after the race. Did you see? Oh, really? No. He was um, being weighed, I think, right after the race. Okay. And the camera was so close to his fucking face that he bumped it with his helmet and then, like, kind of pushed the camera back oh a little bit. God. Where I'm like, guys, personal space. Pushy, pushy. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> y'all, just personal space. It's going to be good. Good Lord. I honestly didn't watch these post race interviews. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was very having much, a lot of fun. Chat, chat. Okay. Yeah. But fine. I know Shanika was, I saw her paying attention. To I was paying attention. So there was nothing too much with Lewis. I think there was, again, worked really hard, wasn't enough. They have more speed, whatever. But uh, what I thought was funny, just the commentary that was happening around me about Lewis, where everyone's like, just his skincare. Like, he. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, is it the fact that he can afford it, which we can't afford? Like, he wears I don't a Monaco. Know. Who knows? Drinking different water than we are? I don't know. But his skin is beautiful. And that was being commented on by everyone around me, which I thought was so funny. Uh, the reporters did snag a quick interview with Charles as he was walking. Mm -hmm. The usual, just kind of upset. Not upset. I think he was fine, but just kind of like, Ah, would have been nice to be on the podium. But like, P4 is good, but like, would have been nice to be on the podium. This is why they did the traditions meme for him. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty gracious, though. He smiled and was so, like, okay. Whatever. I want to also point um, that I was watching a YouTube video yesterday. It was from a few years ago. Um, and it was by that CCF1 podcast. So another Canadian, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right? And so she was actually ranking like her experiences meeting F1 drivers. Oh. And 
Carlos, which was a nice experience. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, why? She just busy? Well, I guess like she caught him after like a driver debrief and like he was the last one to leave. Maybe he was in a bad mood, but like she's like, can I get a picture with you? He's like, sure. And so she takes it and you see the picture and he's like, just miserable. <laughs> and then like she turns Perfect. around to say thank you and he's gone. <laughs> and it's like, Charles. And then so Shanika brings up that this interview is like done with him walking. And I'm like, Charles are you just like too busy for people oh no Charles, that's okay I, I i don't know he seemed fine uh lando obviously wanted to have a little bit more uh in terms of where he finished but mm-hmm. it just wasn't there today which is fine and then he did talk about which i mentioned earlier just being three wide and the choices he had to make there um but it's a good lot of points for them are they still mecha- ferrari i think just by like a couple like three or four or something so very neck and neck. Next race will have to be quite telling. Uh, Carlos was a little bit more disappointed. I don't know if you can have a happy Carlos. Truly. And I think what's interesting, what's his sign? Virgo. He's a Virgo. Of course, he's a, yeah, he's a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> also, we should note that we're now in Scorpio season, you guys. I know. So it's Lando and Stroll. Yeah. And also Christian Horner. And Christian Horner. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. But yeah, so Carlos... He is a perfectionist, so obviously wanted to be higher up. Ideally, beating his teammate would be one good position, but he wants to be on that podium. So he just said there could have been more, but it's all we could have done, whatever. But he just sounded more upset than Charles, Charles. did. Mm-hmm. Charles just kind of like, yeah, be more again, whatever. But Carlos seemed a little bit more upset. But yeah, as Caitlin said, it is Scorpio season. Yeah. So I was hoping that, I mean, I guess things came up fine for Christian Horner, but like mm-hmm. Lance Stroll wasn't that great unmemorable and, and lando lando like we've seen him do better yeah um so i don't know i think scorpio season just started yeah we'll see. <laughs> it's still cuspy right yeah <laughs> we'll see hopefully that changes <laughs> um, will there be a race on the 14th no there's one on the 7th i want to no are you sure 14th is that not brazil Let's oh, look well. this up. We're looking this because up because right Lando's birthday is November thirteenth. So her birthday. Yeah, we have the same birthday, y'all. So it's a very exciting weekend. So I the Mexican Grand Brazilian 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 is the fourteenth. Yeah, we'll have a birthday F one. <laughs> what was I don't know what was being shown on my computer, but yeah. So Caitlin was spot on. The next race is in, on the seventh, and then the fourteenth um yeah we'll be a post my birthday lando's birthday exciting we'll see what happens yeah but oh that one's like early no well, 10. 10 earlier than what we're doing i was just i don't know if the bar will be open no <laughs> we can ask them to accommodate us we'll see we'll see <laughs> anyways um i think that's all we got yeah that's what we got for this one um let us know if you like this format a little bit better it does seem cleaner yeah, right. less back and forth. We're able yeah. to condense the notes. This also was the least noted just because we were, we're definitely at the back. Having some Caesars. There's lots of beers, some shafts. Yes. Um, if you are listening to this and you are of age, do you have a shaft where you live? Curious. Okay, and that's a drink yeah. to clarify. Just let us know because we're <laughs> curious. Um, but so we were just like really chatty, but. And the next episode will likely be the but same. It, it was fun to watch. Like, there was a lot of excitement. There was cheering, like, full-on mm-hmm. cheering from the whole Happy. crew. So, good energy. Mm-hmm. 
something we like. So yeah, hopefully we're going to be doing that for Mexico GP in yeah. two weeks. And, um, we'll see what we can do for the Brazilian one. It's a bit earlier. We'll see. We'll see. Figure something out. You can always have coffee and booze. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> okay, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> where else? And YouTube. We? Yes, we're on YouTube. And you can check out our website. Um, it's still getcheckered.wordpress.com. We need to figure that out. It will be in like another month, I think. I think or we so. can transfer. It'll, yeah, yeah. So you can check us out there. We are pretty active though on our socials now. So we answer DMs and stuff yep. pretty frequently. Let us know what you think and what you want us to talk about because we are heading into some like breaks, I feel like. So we need content. Um, also, we have a very exciting interview that we're doing. Yeah. Coming up. So, I mean, stay tuned, you guys. Yeah, it's a very cool, just a cool thing that we're going to be doing. Touch chunk without giving too much away. I know, I'm trying not to give too much away. Uh, but that's all, folks. We okay. will see you in the next one. Yeah, stay checkered, amigos. Bye. Bye.